Welcome to Gin and a Mug podcast, where myself, Sally Rose, and my good friend, Amanda Jane, catch up each week for a debrief. There will be some tough subject and some swearing, you've been warned, but there will also be a lot of laughs, oh, and a lot of gin. We hope you enjoy. Oh, there we go. Now we've got it working. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Sally. You know, I always swore, Sally, that I would never do a podcast, and yet here I am. Amanda's lost it. Uh, I have. You know, weeping woman, give her a ticket. Kick her in the guts. Let's go out and can't I just sit in my car and cry? It's a bit of a niche. (laughs) Bit bit of a bespoke boutique area. You may just see for us. I swear I have PTSD and I'm not joking (laughs) from dealing with the NDIS. Be politically correct comfortable phrase I believe Sally it's called a life limiting condition Mm. hoping for sponsorship yeah just any local gin if you want us to get drunk on your gin we will Uh, we're laughing but that's what we do when we feel like shit so um so cheers Sally cheers um (laughs) (laughs) hey Amanda g'day mate how you doing? I am good. I just went to the mailbox to pick up our mail because I was excited. I was thinking, oh, there's fan mail. And do you know what there was? What? The old mailbox person's mail. Oh, that happened last time too. I was so <laughs> upset. I was hoping for like, you know, letters saying you're awesome or something because I need gratification wherever I can get I know. It. A bit of ego streaking. As yeah, we talked about yeah, the other day. absolutely. Ego streaking. However, I'm happy to forward the mail of the previous owner and uh, await feedback. <laughs> Or gin. Or gin. I'm not going to say no, don't send gin. <laughs> now, we were going to uh, just quickly t- just go back to a discussion around burden, weren't we? Yeah. So in episode 12, we discussed mm. carer's burden and we did that typical thing. And I put out a little bonus episode just to clarify because we both were going, oh, that wasn't really – and not untruthful, but we're doing that thing, as I said, of – yeah, no, everything's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Room's on fire, but it's fine. I'm good. No, it doesn't affect me. And um, I think we're both full of shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think what it is, and it's around the use of words, because we uh, we are people who like words, you and I, mm. and one of the things about the word burden is that it comes with uh, a taint to it. So the concept taint, of taint, there's a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taint. <laughs> it, it has like a, a history. Bowden kid's name. Taint. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. <sorry. laughs> yeah, look, I, I can't go into the names. Seeing I worked on a peds ward, I've seen oh. it all. And do you know what? It's all real people. All those names you think are made up? No, they're not. They're As a real. children's entertainer, I've heard them all as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we talked about... The word burden, and because the term burden has such a negative connotation with it, but so I like to research and think about things. So the actual definition of burden, not a burden, but burden is a heavy load. And honestly, the emotional work that goes into caring for a, a child or any person with a disability is a heavy load. Yeah. But a person themselves is not a burden. Yeah, I think that's where we... You know, and I was saying, oh, I don't mind doing all this stuff and I don't, I don't mind either. and things and, th- and I don't mind. But it's fucking tiring. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm exhausting. Gonna, I'm looking at things even last night. It's like, 
oh, I've got to get up and make up the meds. Oh, no one else can do it. It's yep. And I've taught one of the support workers how to do it now and sometimes mm-hmm. they make up the morning and night meds for me and just that 20 minutes back, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this, this whole, like, so the actual definition, like, so I, I looked up what what does it mean to be a burden? So the Collins Dictionary, straight from Google, thank you, but the Collins Dictionary, which is a reputable source, says uh, if you describe a problem or a responsibility as a burden, you mean that it causes someone a lot of difficulty, worry or hard work. So so that technically is right. But it's but it's not because what it is is that negative taint. Yeah. Oh, gonna, it's that taint. <laughs> it's that Christian porter. You should see the hand movement the with the taint. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's that Christian porter sort of con- negative concept that um, – People like our children are less and a bother and a burden and a worry mm-hmm. and something negative. And but they are a worry. That's a thing. Like yeah, so technically it's right because they are a worry, and and they are a lot of work and they are. But it doesn't mean we mind or dislike our child because of that. And that's where we could talk in circles for ages. Sure. But as far as the carer's burden term. If we look at it as for what it is, mm. I've started to use short-term accommodation. I need a couple of nights where I don't have those. Maybe it's responsibility, carer's responsibility, where it's someone else's responsibility. I'd still be thinking about it and, you know, really, um, you know, still worrying and mm. all that sort of stuff while they're not here. But I need a break. Yeah, you do. Because it, it comes back to that. Yeah, that's right. That sustainability concept. And I, um, in that episode 12, I'm going, oh, I could do this forever. And one day I'm going to no, wish can't. I had this and this. If I'm honest with myself, no, I can't. And so many people these days have either a partner or, if they don't, their kids go 50-50 to the other parent's house. And that ties in nicely to actually I, have, I finally – Went to the psychologist. Oh. oh, yeah! I finally went to the psychologist because we've been talking about short-term accommodation and out-of-home care and the guilt and the feelings that go with that and the having the rest but feeling like a failure and all that sort of stuff. And I always love to go along to my therapist. Hi, Jen. And <laughs> um, because I don't have to go for twenty million sessions, I did that when I was younger. Yeah. Sometimes I just need someone to tell you what you already know. Yeah, maybe. maybe slap me around the head a little bit yeah. in a loving way. Rephrase something. Correct. And the way that she explained it to me, and I thought this was perfect, is it is grief, not guilt. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So whilst I was think, feel, thinking I'm feeling guilty for my daughter not being able to do everything and that I'm letting her down somehow, it's not. It is a normal reaction to an abnormal situation is how she phrased it. Wow. And that's the same for everyone out there who might be carrying this burden, um, <laughs> this this feeling of overwhelmedness or sadness is that guilt. it is guilt. not guilt. Yeah. It is grief. You are having a complex grief reaction and it doesn't stop. That's the thing. We, are, we experience chronic grief because our as we said before, death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm. This is a slow process. So the grief isn't a clean grief, if you will. Uh, yeah. It is just prolonged. And so it's a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. Wow. That's 
I'm going to say profound. It's too early in the morning to be profound. It I is. I don't know, but that really reframes everything. It if really you does, really change it? that word every time you feel, oh, I feel guilty, to I feel get grief. Grief, not guilt. Um, it's almost something yep. like guilty is something you have control over, I think. You feel guilty or if that you don't you're doing, do something. Or that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And you're not. Yeah. This okay. is our situation. Thanks, Jen, uh, helping me by proxy. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Jen. Yeah. Um, and I think that that actually sort of that secret life that we, the secret life of us, mm. there's a fantastic uh, podcast called Two Peas in a Pod. Oh, love them Bloody so much. live for that podcast mm. and that, that group. It's brilliant. And they've just put a book out. And it's it really is about what our lives are like. And we'll put a link up in the show notes to that Absolutely. Book because I think everyone would benefit from it, whether you have a child with a disability or not, because it is an invisible life. It is, it's the, it is the sacred invisible life of us. Mm. And we look like you. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and, we, and we pretend to be fine. It's just fine. And you put a um, – all right, so – at the moment, everything is fine. We have had, and I'm touching all the wood. I'm laying my body ju- across we're this. The same. It's just like in the cartoon where it's a, there's a heart and a brain and they're looking at a beautiful unicorn sunset and rainbows and kittens and happiness and the heart is saying, it's beautiful. And the, the heart is facing the beauty and mm. the brain is looking behind and the brain goes, heart, heart and it's saying look behind you and then heart says no (laughs) and behind them just like for sally and i and possibly a lot of you we've got this beautiful decision in front of us and behind us everything's on fire (laughs) (laughs) it's all going to shit (laughs) but we've had this great couple of weeks and i almost feel nervous when everything's going fine and i'm knocking all I'm just rubbing my whole body on the table. I've just laid myself across it. She's doing the worm. I'm doing the worm. Doing the worm on the table. And I'm knocking on so much wood. But, yeah, everyone keeps going, how's Willow, you know, and I'm just like really good. I haven't had to do supplemental feeds because I've been eating really well. They've just, just been at school like a few full days and everything's just Right, and you do, you get nervous when everything's going fine. You're like, when's the next friggin' bucket of shit no, 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 going to be mate, dropped mate, on my head? No, no, mate, mate, <laughs> mate, stop. You need to go back to the place that I always talk about living. Denial. <laughs> Live in denial. It's a best. It's just bloody awesome. I do, and I have been living in denial the last few weeks, and it's... um Gives you a rest. It's been good. Yeah, love oh, denial land. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You just have these little fleeting, oh, all those kids are doing this, and my kids are like, no. No. No, just denial. Um, I've actually brought some gin in. It's too early for us to drink, um, but there's a couple of shout-outs I'd like to do, if that's all right, just before we get into the more in-depth stuff. The first is I was gifted at the school gate by an anonymous person because they're probably not meant to give it to me. <laughs> but you know who you are. The most beautiful pink bottle of 40-spotted gin. And, oh, it was lush. So thank you, you fabulous woman, you. That is just bloody gorgeous. Oh, I can't stop drinking it. So sorry I haven't brought it. That's fine. And we're saving – I've brought in uh, what I've now termed the doctor's drop. So um, another uh, friend of mine who is a doctor makes slow gin. 
Okay, well, that um, negative gin was made by a doctor as well. Yeah. They're an ER doctor. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a theme here. Mm. So we are going to have a tipple of that a little later. Excellent. All right, we'll put yeah. a link to that in the notes. So this isn't for sale. This is just no, a no. personal No, no, so Dr. Romy, thank you. This is the okay. doctor's drop. She, uh, uh, you know, excellent GP well, and home brewer. I won't be linking to that because screw you all. This is just for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Oh, that looks beautiful. I do like a slow gin. That's like a I've got responsibilities today, but I'd like a drink with lunch. <laughs> it's the most gorgeous red. I hold it up to the light and it's just stunning. It's yeah. just like it's almost a, a red wine colour. That's beautiful. But look, let's talk about you. What are we going to talk about? Um, oh, it's been, been a bit of stuff. I think we'll we'll save... Um, Woolies till next episode. But yeah. also, we did um, a wheelchair trial. And yeah. I think we talked about um, chairs in a previous episode. But the electric wheelchair that we tried, oh, my freaking God, it was amazing. It was, um, I think I put a link to it in one of the previous episodes, the type that we were going to trial. Hmm. This wasn't the exact model, but hmm. it was very similar. And you know, we talked about the small wheelbase and then the four other wheels, and you said, oh, they've got to be watch those on gutters and stuff. Oh, technology's ch- changed. I didn't quite understand what they were talking about. But each of the four other wheels is individual. Oh, it's a bloody four-wheel drive wheelchair. Yeah. So each oh, one moves individually. And like, so it doesn't bottom out in the curves. Well, I was going over potholes and this really steep driveway that, I wouldn't even be able to get her up in the manual chair. Went down it, and I was, I was, my stomach was in my throat. What do you say? Heart was in my stomach. I don't know. My heart was in my throat. Yeah, wherever it was, I felt nervous. Um, And I kept saying to the guy, oh, like, can you fall out of this? He goes, you can fall out of anything. I'm like, okay, well, it's (laughs) it. Oh, anything could tip over. Oh, that's reassuring. (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand this. I'm like, okay. Are they likely to tip out on this hill? No. Okay. okay. Better answer. That's great. <laughs> um, but, oh, my gosh. And now the weight, the reports and the NDIS and everything, and I just want them to have it now because I could just see this so much joy and independence. And So while you're in this uh, brief summer sunlight denial mm. land mm. plateau, you want Wilson to have – a life as close to any other person her age, yeah. their age, any other person their age. Yeah, and I want them to go into town and not have an aide have to push them all the way around school. Correct, and so that the aide can be like 10 metres away hiding in shops, keeping yeah. safe but not being visible. Yeah, So exactly. they can have a semblance of normality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, they've got friends now as well. Yeah. Friends. Friends. Real oh ones. My oh, my God. that they want to hang out with. Which is amazing. Oh, and then the other thing about school is got Will's school report. I haven't read Maddie's. I know oh. it's nice. I've been told it's nice, but I haven't read it. Uh, um, well, Will's, so they went to So last year was a big thing, and if Bridge is listening, that was um, their teacher last year and – all that they really wanted to be marked on the curriculum. Oh yeah, because they're in it. They just want to be marked on the same curriculum as everyone else. But if you have an IEP, if you do reach the standard, you do get a mark mm. on the curriculum. Um, but they're hardly at school last year. So so far, they've had forty three percent attendance. 
And a lot of those days are half days. So I just take her out the back door. The office probably don't know. Sorry. Um, sh- <laughs> I sneak in and out of that school so many times. Um, but they got marks. They got like a B in maths and they got a, a C in science and they got... And mum's got turners. That's meant to be shit at maths. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, how much work have they done? Well, oh, I, think, um, I think the being shit at maths because of turners gets um, what it evened out because we have like a genius maths gene in the family. Like I was going to do a pure maths degree um, and my, I'm not that smart, guys, though, but my family... 90% of them. Sally is. She always does this. And I, I would, if I could slap her right now, I would. But she's a microphone between us. Stupidly smart, but, but always I'm not, plays But it I'm down. not genius. So my family, like my dad and my brother, are literal. Have you had your IQ geniuses. tested? Yes. What is it? It was really high. What was it? I can't remember the exact number. I just remember it was in that genius level. But. So it was above 140? Yeah. So you're not stupid woman. But I had a really fun 20s before kids. <laughs> Same. And it was awesome. And you know what? I regret nothing. <laughs> so I think um, – and also, I, like, in all seriousness, um, I have learnt since – because I felt really stupid mm. and I thought – a lot of that was to do with my 20s and stuff. Mm. But I've actually found out that PTSD, which I have a bit of, um, fun domestic violence, which we won't go into here, um, that causes you to be scattered and because you're spending so much time, your brain's putting so much effort into checking that you're okay yes, that, that you can't function on other things. So you've got a whole bunch of cortisol running around your system yeah. trying to keep you alive. So I don't think it was my 20s, even though that was fun and I love to blame it on that. That's a lot more fun. But um, anyway, back to Willow's school report. She did amazing and every single teacher just said that they were – Delight to have in class, uh, amazing example for all the other kids. She is a nerd through and through and a delightful one at that. So it was it was great. It was such mm. a good report. So I'm very happy about that. So let's just, you know, stay looking at the unicorns mm. and the rainbows. Heart is going to look at unicorn rainbows. Brain can fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, don't even look behind me, brain. Don't, don't, brain. Just look at the unicorns in the sunrise. Um, and and more good. I'm just going with all good news. The things. Yeah, sure. uh, we went to the gender clinic. Oh, fantastic! How was that? So you go and see um, a psychiatrist mm. and another person. I don't know what their qualification is, but there's another lady there. Both lovely. And discuss, you know, um, body dysmorphia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, how Will feels about their body and their gender and their sexuality and mm. all those bases were covered. I had to do another one of those <laughs> before I went. I'm such a slacker. So I went, oh, shit, that's today because, you know, an alarm came up in my phone. That's the only reason I turn up to anything. And then I went, oh, shit, haven't done the paperwork. Look at the paperwork in my email. There's 40 pages. Oh, Sally, I'm going to uh, – look, the uh, – I'm seriously, I just want to say stop, stop for a minute. Yeah. When in the last two weeks have you had 
three seconds to even take a shit and buy yourself, <laughs> let alone fill out 40 pages well, that's of paperwork. It. I, and I haven't. And so then so I, turned, I rang them and I said, look, I'm going to arrive half an hour early and can I do the paperwork there? And I went, yeah, not a problem. And um, got there and luckily... So there was two lots of paperwork, one for mm. each parent. <laughs> Chuck one <of> <laughs> That's 50% done. Yeah. And then a lot of it was information. And they're the forms I've done a million times. Does your child bully others? Sometimes, never, all the time. Is your child blah, blah, blah. And it's just one of those yeah. standard psych ones. So I was like, ah. Some of the questions, though, wow. There's, um, is your child strange? Does your child behave strangely? And I actually wrote on that one, um, I think that's subjective. Uh, in our house, we welcome the weirdness. So I refuse to answer this one on the grounds that strangeness oh, is great. That reminds <laughs> me. I remember once, we will come back to this, but please, hospital people, doctors, nurses, anyone who's listening to this, please. And, oh, yes, I'm rubbing my yeah, face in my hands. <laughs> oh, it's one of the worst moments. I remember when Madeline was really quite young and went over to uh, – wasn't the Royal Children's, we went to Monash mm. see the rehab specialist and there's a bunch of forms that you fill out. And some of the questions were, are you related to your child's father? Wow. As a mother. So basically a whole bunch of stuff around incest and inbreeding. I know. Well, we are Tasmanian. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the point. I just said, I actually wrote on it, this is probably one of the most offensive things I've ever read. Yeah. And so then when I actually said to, when I actually brought it up, Everyone seemed a bit surprised. And it's like, you've just asked me if I'm committing incest and that's why my child's got problems. Do you not see that this might be a little bit offensive? Could yeah. you not phrase it better? It's probably they're probably still using the exact same form. But seriously, whoever writes these forms, for fuck's sake, put some compassion into it. Yeah. Have a bit of a think about it. Sometimes do do you fuck your brother? Sometimes, <laughs> never. <laughs> All the times. <laughs> Okay, sorry, but yeah, it is. If we're talking about things that are offensive, and I'm not talking Stephen Fry, like, because Stephen Fry makes a good point. People get offended. Oh, so what? This is part of what humour is, and sometimes it's part of dealing with life. Yeah, but, but there's kindness. a line. Yeah, there is. There's and a line. and a, as a, oh, I've been doing comedy again. I'm back doing comedy. It's Yee-hee. been so good. Um, and uh, there but, is a line, isn't there? Yeah, there is a line. And to me, so you hear this, you know, politically correct, politically, political correctness gone too far a lot these days. And it's not, it is kindness. You don't have to be mean in comedy. Oh, there's calling no, people out for being an asshole. Yeah, it, yeah. there's no, there's no need yeah. for it. And um, I make jokes about disability, the word retard, all sorts of things, domestic violence. But I'm not being mean. This is my own experience. And it's the way you do it. And it's the way you phrase it. And I've heard, it. I've actually heard um, the bits and the comedy and Sal's practised some of it with me and it's not, there's. Well, that, that leads nicely into talking to this psych. So we do oh, okay. all the, yeah, yeah. Will I started quoting some of my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to keep going, this is out of context. We'd build up this relationship beforehand. We'd build up this relationship. You already understand I love my child. And then I say these things. And I've also noted that Willow has approved of all these jokes. And she goes, oh, my favourite one's the bit where you talk about me having a seizure and shoving kids shoving $2 in my mouth for a ride so you can have a cup of coffee. And I'm like, oh, that's not how it goes, sweetie. <laughs> yes, I do say all those words, but Not quite like that. <laughs> and this is a 
from this Sykes or they're judging me. I was also extraordinarily hungover that day. I can't remember. I think I'd had the gig the night before. That's why yeah. we got onto it. I was very hungover because it was the first time I'd been out with friends in a long time. And I just walked in and I went, hi, guys. Yep, sorry, sleep deprived, hungover. Let's do this. I'm sorry. We're not here to assess me. We're here to assess Willow. Oh, no, we're here to assess my parenting. Oh, and went into my full. (laughs) (laughs) I get really nervous. So if it's a psych for Willow, I'm just like kick the door down. Like, yep, let's assess her. Cool. And as soon as I feel like they're going to assess me, I start freaking out a little bit. I know I'm fucked in the head a little, just a little bit. I'm going to again. So I, this uh, episode really has it has a title already, but it should actually be Amanda tells Sally to just stop. <laughs> if you saw Sal parenting, like the, so, we're as adults having this conversation. We're yeah. having this conversation with you, other adults. Again, yeah. no one under eighteen, please. And I can tell you that Sally is one of the most beautiful mums to to her kids. Absolutely loving. She's brilliant and she's just just gentle there's a lot of humor and stuff but she is so loving to her children i won't deny that i i i love oh my god she's mothering my parents yeah that ship sailed my children no i'll probably be back there soon they're getting to that age where i will be mothering my parents yeah. um no but that's what this guide said too so I, i've been told by a professional mm. that i'm a lovely mother um, and that even with everything we're always going through, her mental health is really sound. See, there you go. Which um, he said was our sense of humour mm. um, and also the fact that we talked about, like, um, pronouns. Mm. And I explained that I don't always make everyone do the pronouns. I said when we had, say, the wheelchair assessment, mm. Will I goes, my pronouns are they and them, and the guy went, ah. Oh. And just gave her a blank look and went, okay, so she needs the different arms on the chair. And I just said to just sign it, will I know, leave it. And um, I love sign language sometimes. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that secret little, conversation. And, um, and I explained to them afterwards, not everyone gets it. So also we're paying this guy to come out and do this. Not the time. As long as your circle you mm. are respectful of your choices, sometimes a stranger, it doesn't matter. And you can't fight every single battle. No, and it's a good point because it's that intent. It's we've been talking a lot about intent and words this this particular mm. discussion, and the, the intent by the person doing the wheelchair assessment was good. Yeah, and he obviously had like he looked blank like when someone went, "My pronouns are like, yeah, what?" <laughs> and there is a shift when when cultures make a shift and societies make a shift. There's a period of time where there's adjustment and. This is the adjustment time for a lot of issues and gender and fluidity and mm. is it, we're in that shift at the moment. So he wasn't an unkind person. Correct, yeah. And didn't say you're being stupid, you're being dumb, blah, blah, blah. Just didn't understand. And then yep. sometimes you have to move on. So the psych um, said that that's all really healthy. I didn't know so if that was good, okay yeah. or not. They reckon that's fine. Pick your battles. And was so like I don't think you need to come back and see us. Will knows what they want. They're loved and supported. The school supportive. I'm here if this all changes, but they are really okay. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a win. Um we should end on a win. I think we should end on a win um, because our next discussion uh, when we eventually get time to record it is going to be all about 
Where the Woolworths fresh food people. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Um, great chat. Lovely to talk to you too, mate. See ya. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gin and a Mug. Jump onto our Facebook group and let us know what you thought. There's also the Patreon. Feel free to chuck a few bucks in there if you want to support our gin habit or if you want us to pay an editor to make this sound less shit. But most importantly, if this episode has brought up any issues for you, we've put the link in the show notes to Beyond Blue, Lifeline and Carers Australia. Make sure you keep talking. Big love to you all.